Good morning, evening, or night, depending where you are in the world, and welcome to the Clear Your Mind Audio Experience. Welcome, podcasters. On today's episode, we have Nuncio, a alternative artist from California. Hey, Nuncio, welcome to the show, and thank you for giving me your time of day. Since this is a new podcast, let me briefly explain what this is about. This is a mental health podcast where I bring on guests who want to share their experiences and talk a little bit about their struggles and how they got to where they are now. But before I do that, let me introduce myself. I'm Patrick Valancourt. I was in the military for six years, diagnosed with PTSD, anxiety, and depression. After hitting rock bottom, I was then hit by a car and diagnosed with all three again. Since then, I've had a support group that's helped me get back on my feet, but more importantly, I use social media as a means to cope. I do vlogs on YouTube, as well as daily Instagram posts and so on. But we're not here to talk about me. We can save that for another time. Let's talk about Nuncio. Hey, how's it going? Oh, not too bad. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, So let's just start with... What is an alternative artist for those who don't know? An alternative artist is, I think it's anything against the grain, anything against the norm. Um, The reason why I would classify myself as an alternative artist, I really don't have a set genre that I I do music in. I, I range from everything from rock to rap to folk to pop. It just is all over the place right now, so that's why I've labeled myself an alternative artist, and as well as many other alternative artists that are either alternative bands feel the same way, and that's why there is a genre called alternative. For the longest time, I actually didn't really know what alternative artist was. Like I, when I hear alternative artist, I think of painting. I didn't really classify that with music. Mm-hmm. So to be clear, I mean, I know what you do, but for the audience, um, you you sing? I sing, I song write, and I I play a little guitar, but I'm not that great. So I saved that for my engineer. Nice. I I honestly love your music. And the way we met was, uh, I guess, on Instagram, right? Yeah, it was Instagram. I was being a little uh, promoter. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I 100% appreciate the grind and hustle. And uh, it's it's awesome. I've listened to your stuff. And th- I, I don't like to promote a lot of people. Um, I don't know, maybe call that selfish. But it's just I, I need to be careful of, of who I promote and stand behind. But well, you, like, you're... Yeah, no, absolutely. Your your lyrics actually mean something, and it it touched me. I think in one of your original messages, you had said that you appreciate what I'm posting about mental health. Like it was something about mental health, and I should check out your stuff. And like, I mean, here we are I, now. I really res yeah, I really resonated with with your message and and what you're trying to do because I come from a similar. Um, background and i've had similar life experiences that deal with mental health so i i like to use that in my lyrics and like to use that as a means to promote my message whether it be how i went through life and and life experiences or how i deal with it so i like to you know we're just all in the same kind of same we're, we're just in the same idea of of mental health 
Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Um, so let's do a, a shameless plug for you there. You recently released, uh, it's an EP, is that what it's called? Yep, that's correct. What does that stand for? That stands for Extended Play. Now, that may not make sense for the average uh, Joe, but in the music industry, that means a song, I mean, a project that is typically one to six songs. It can go, it can extend more, but a lot of the musicians and in, in, in labels and in people in the music industry like to use EPs to either promote um, a debut artist or band, or they like to use those as kind of the, the I guess, the first taste before the album that releases from a band or an artist. Okay, and what's what's it called for those who are listening so they can go find it? My, my, my EP is called Nebulous. The reason why I chose, chose Nebulous, it means a dark haze. So I felt like in my life that beginning of my, um, my issues and my struggles was a dark haze. And the reason why I use Nebulous is because that part of my life does seem like a, a haze. Um, I really came out of that era in my life and... It seems like to me another another life, so I like I, I I chose that that title because of that. Okay, so for those listening, um, this is a mental health podcast, so obviously we're going to be discussing uh, mental health, uh, you know, obstacles and and things like that. Now I don't force anybody to talk about the nit and gritty of their own personal experiences, but Nuncio, if you want to talk a little bit about some of your hardships, how you how it made you feel, and then we can get into how you overcame that and any kind of ongoing um, struggles that you're experiencing. Uh, then let's let's do it if that's something you're comfortable with. Yeah, for sure. I guess I guess the the part of the EP to continue on that is um is about my um, youth depression and my youth alcoholism. You know, when I was about twelve to sixteen years old, I I went through a lot of family. It all generated from family issues, as I know a lot of people can can relate. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it, it all came through through that and a lot of, you know, parental issues and in in that being that it came out to be something, a topic that I will always write about because it was the most um, impactful in my life. So I, I tend, I find myself writing about it a lot, even in my, my future work that I am working on, I always come back to that time in my life because it draws the most inspiration and because I find it as a means to cope and to, well, a lot of people like to forget their issues or try to forget their issues by different avenues. And I wanted mm -hmm. to, instead of um, shunning them, I wanted to embrace them in, hope, in hopes that somebody would listen to it and feel the same way. Kind of and, leverage it and turn yeah. those experiences into into something more powerful. Yeah. So exactly. Work, is that is that how you got art. started? A work of art. I love that. I love that. Sorry for cutting you off there. Um, is that how you? So how did you get started? Like, what made you write a song and and think of the beat? Like, I I always want to pick 
the brain of musicians or artists? Like, how did it all happen? So let's backdate to, to, you know, 12, like when you said. So you went through some stuff. And how did you, when did you start actually kind of writing, um, you know, lyrics and things like that? Like, let's talk a little bit about how the hell did you get to where you are now, (laughs) essentially? Essentially, yeah, right. Um, I, it, it all started out superficial, to be honest. I wanted to be this big, big uh, musician, a big artist, uh, actually a big rapper at the time. I, 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 it all started out superficial, as everybody else, everybody, you know, kids have dreams and things like that. But I found myself um, going back and forth, talking about the same things, and and um, just not really connecting with my art and as soon as i i i would i would hit a low i would find my most inspiration in songwriting would be to talk about what just happened hmm. and and how i would um essentially tell my story so when things would happen i would i would actually grab at the time i would write on my notepad and I would write lyrics, whether it would be about my sorrows or things that were going on, or, or actually some, some most of the times it was using that to to explain how I can come out of it as well. Kind of using it, you know how as kids as kids would read comic books or or look at superheroes. I, essentially, I was my own superhero. Okay, I would write about you know how I was going to defeat her or how great I was or how awesome I was, you know, despite my, you know, surroundings. So when you said, when you say you were writing lyrics, like were you kind of experimenting with poetry? I would say so. Yeah. That's, that's super interesting. I, I don't know if I read it somewhere or if somebody told me or I have no idea how I came up with this, but isn't that not, not to compare you to Eminem, but isn't that how like Eminem and all the big artists now, how they started mm-hmm. out was they kind of go through something traumatic and then, uh, and then they they write poetry like poetry. Well, I mean, music essentially is poetry, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if that's debatable or not. I, I I would assume it's a fact. It's kind of, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're not you're not wrong when you say you know that poetry is is um is music it, essentially. You know, you're not wrong. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so you, well, I, mean, I would say, I would say that, um, you know, if you look back at like artists like Eminem, like you, you mentioned, you know, I'll, you look at the movie Eight Mile that he was most famous for, mm-hmm. you know. I've never actually all, seen that. I'm so guilty. Oh, I don't know why I just said that. <laughs> cut that out. Cut that out. You got to watch it. Anyway, so, you know, or or movies like the 50, 50 Cent movie and in in a lot of you know the movies that um, that are most famous for musicians and artists are like Walk the Line by Johnny Cash, you know. They, yeah, that's my favorite movie right there. I could recite every single line of that movie. I've okay, I've seen that. <laughs> seen that one. So you know it, it, those those movies are iconic because. You get to see the the side of an artist or a musician um, that you don't typically see within the, the the music. The music brings it out, but the movie brings it visually. But what I'm trying to get at is that 
the most famous songs or the most, you know, the most um, iconic songs are the ones that mean something. Of course. And that's what that's what meant for me. I never really wanted to, you know, I have written songs that didn't really mean anything to me. And I always come back to the songs that, you know, always uh, come from true life experiences and, and actually, you know, mean, mean something yeah. to me. Even if it doesn't mean anything to anybody else, I, I always um, came back to that and always came back to writing about that. Even if a song would draw off from another song. So essentially ta talking, taking it in a different perspective than how I did it in another song. Poising, point in case, um, Invisible. Invisible. Is that my favorite one? That's your favorite one. Yes, I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> we were he, uh, we were doing a, a live. I guess you were doing a live stream, and I joined it, and I asked you to play that song over and over and over again. I guys, if if you first of all take the time right now, pause pause this podcast and go search Nuncio on Spotify, and that's where that's where you have your music, right? Yep, that's where you can find the EP. Um, there's two other artists that are named Nuncio. You kind of figure out those aren't me. <laughs> okay yeah so so ignore those other two go find is is, is it under nebulous yes nebulous so, nuncio nebulous invincible invisible 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 yes go go listen to that right now i'm telling you it's worth it it means so much i was able to relate to it if you're listening to this um you know it's either because you follow me on other platforms or you discover me through mental health tags or whatever it is, but seriously go listen to it. Even if you don't aren't going through anything in your life, take the time to go listen to that. Cause honestly I could, I could listen to that song on repeat over and over and over again. It means so much. It, and it's, it's like, I, like I said, it, it's, it's a happy tune. It, it sounds happy. Yeah, it is. And, and, and I think it's really, well, for one, it's, it gets the people moving into relatable track. Um, but the, in the lyrics, there's a lot of, um, I would say it derived from depression and loneliness. That's where my main concern, you know, cause the chorus is, I feel like a ghost now I've seen it all been there, done that. So essentially I'm speaking in, in my hook, I'm saying that, you know, I don't oh, really, I feel like a ghost now. Yeah, I feel like I, a ghost. I'm, now. I'm so bad with lyrics for the longest time. <laughs> all right. Uh, how was that song? Um, uh, get low or something like one of those old school songs. Yeah. Like I would always just like mumble. I don't actually. I'm so bad. Like I can have a favorite song and only know two words out of the entire song. I for the longest time. Well, I guess up until now, I thought it was. I feel like a ghost town, and I was like, Yo, that's dope. <laughs> I, feel, <laughs> I feel like ghost town is just as dope. But I'm gonna have just, to change the lyrics just for you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yes, yes, it's ghost now. Okay. Um, essentially, the you know those lyric those lyrics mean you know I feel like a ghost now. I've seen it all, been there, done that. Um, I was talking about um, you know how I felt isolated and how I would be around people, but I just did not feel because of my depression. I felt alone, or just people did not pay attention to me. So, um, but yet. I've I've seen it. I see it all. Where I say I feel like a ghost now. I've seen it all. I see what's going on around me, um, but you know, 
I'm a ghost, so no one pays attention. Paying attention. To me, I so. can I can relate to that. Yeah. So it sucks. I, think, I think that's why I like that song so much. It's just I feel <laughs> like I can relate to that so well. Yes, thank you. And you know, going off the previous topic, um, like I said, I would like I would derive one. I mean, I would yeah derive from a song to song. And I would write about the same topics, but in a different light. Um, the song, another song on there on the EP is called um, uh, um, "Excess Slash The Fall," partially talking about um, my alcoholism as a, as a you know as a youth, um, but also dealing with depression, but in a very depressing tone, opposed to invisible. So you know, I try to cover it all depends on how I'm feeling at the moment and how the song idea comes together, of course. So. I've, I've noticed a trend with artists when they have albums. Um, I guess EP might not be an, an album. It's a uh, mm-hmm. EP. Whatever well, it was that you said it stood for, I already forget. I'm so bad it's a with project. Anything. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing is, like, if, if every single song is upbeat and kind of a... Uh, like a, a trending song or like number one, then no yeah. songs are number one. Not saying that one song is better than the other, but it's good to diversify. Yeah. And the fact that you have such diversification and mm-hmm. they all mean something is absolutely incredible. I've listened to, to other big artists where they have like one hit in an album and then the other songs are, you know, slower, but it's just like, it, it's off on a tangent. It, it, I'm not able to to re- relate that to the artist and myself. Maybe that's just a personal opinion, but man, you've done you've done an excellent job, really. Thank you. And I think that's where the alternative comes into play. I feel like if you can reach, you know, a wider audience, um, you know, some people may not like Invisible for its, you know, pop style, or some people may not like Excess because of its depressing. They, be- they or- better like Invisible. <laughs> <laughs> they That's better like better. it. <laughs> what, what I'm just trying to say is, you know, at being an alternative artist, I like to cover it all. I like to, um, you know, I like to take it and take people's perspective on how their music tastes are, and and make it my own, and essentially throw my style onto it. I have a few harder rock sound sounds, and I have a few more melodic sounds. And I feel like they're all me. They may sound different. And that's why I think, you know, to bring a bigger artist in, you know, or a bigger band into into the story, people really resonate with, like, bands like 21 Pilots, you know, because they, and essentially in each song, they sound different. And and I think, I know that I when I listen to them, I can almost, like, tell if it's them sometimes, but by the lyrics and by the t- tonality i can figure out it's them and i think they they got it made that if you can reach different art- uh, audiences you got it made in my book and that's what i essentially that's, I'm that seems to be the biggest trend i i don't know i can't speak um from a time before i was born but right now it seems like i i'm somebody who doesn't always like consistency and i've said this in another podcast i i feel like i have commitment issues don't take that out of context but (laughs) like even for my own vlogs 
Um, I don't like doing – I know I'm talking about – I'm going off on a tangent talking about myself, but I'm able to relate this. I am mm-hmm. not able to do the same thing over and over again. I like to diversify myself and reach as many people as possible. So you might like my content one day, but the next day you might say, ah, it might not be for me, but somebody else might like it, and then they jump on, and then the next one and so forth. <laughs> it's it's kind of like yeah. um, you know, every second one type thing. I really like That's- the diversification um that people are able to bring to the table and i feel like you do that really really well thank you that's a great strategy in my book being the way i am i I too have issues with commitment (laughs) (laughs) i like to i like to hop all over the place let's let's not audience let's not take that out of context But uh, hopefully my girlfriend's not listening to this right now. Yeah, and I, I keep asking myself, <laughs> why am I single? And then I say stuff like that. <laughs> um, before we oh. before we talk about where you plan on taking your music, um, since you know I've already said this is a mental health podcast, let's talk about how you cope with uh, depression if you have anxiety. Um, yeah. and, and what you do, whether it's music related or not. And I'm not gonna be able to remember this. I should probably write this down. And as an artist, um, so like as, as a, as individual, like as Nuncio, like as Alan Nuncio, how do you cope with depression? And then as an artist, how you would cope with it? Does that make sense? No, no, it makes sense. It makes complete sense. I, I guess when I hit a low point, um, for one, my girlfriend has been the biggest support in, in every, you know, in my mental health. Um, she sees it, and we've only been together for a couple years, and but she's seen how how much of it's been involved in my life, um, and how how um, one day I could be completely fine, and another I can be completely broken. But she keeps me she keeps me together, but. To, to be a part of the music and the music thing, um, to get a little personal, um, in the EP, I, I've recently um, had a separation with my father. I, um, we've kind of um, went separate ways. He's never really been a part of my life as far as... Um, he's been a part of my life, but it's been in a negative way, and I've kind of just cut ties to kind of grow myself when i when i did that i um that's good though um yeah i'm glad that (laughs) you did something that was positive for yourself definitely and when i when that happened i could feel nothing but pain of course uh that's what usually happens um so i i love i love to go to the mountains I'm, i'm ashamed that i haven't been there for over a month but I love to go to the mountains, and I like that's where I wrote the majority of the EP is up in the mountains. And and um, one day uh, we had an argument, and then it was a pretty pretty bad one. And growing up, that's all that has been hap- all that all that has happened, and has been a lot of my topics of of, me- of my music. Um, okay, so argument. hold on, just to clarify, you use the mountains as in nature so you use the mountains as a way to kind of cope with things use nature that's exactly okay that's exactly being out there i feel i feel 
I'm I'm from a small town, so you know I'm I'm living in a bigger city now. So um, I I feel a little bit more um, at ease when I'm around nature and and it it's really it really clears the mind. Yeah, that so, that's why I moved from yeah. Toronto to Vancouver Island. One hundred percent mental yeah, health. And I I love that you did that because that that that's a move based on happiness, and that's exactly what I did with um, music. I came back into music. If people that don't know, I I. I came back from a five-year hiatus um, from music, but I came back into music strictly on happiness because I was missing something in my life, and I think my depression tendencies and anxieties knew that um, that music was something that was um, that helped me with coping. Mm-hmm. So, but back to the mountains things. Um, uh, I when that happened with my with my dad, I went. I went to the mountains. Of course, it was raining. Of course, it was really ugly. Um, I have videos of me out there <laughs> just writing the music, writing the lyrics, singing the chorus. I look like an idiot. Incredible. You know? Oh, who cares? Who cares how they look, <laughs> right? Honestly, it doesn't matter. Like, audience, again, never focus on what other people think of you. Always do what's best for you and what you think is right. Do what, do what makes you happy. And that's, that's, yeah. that's what messages but i was singing out you know by the by the by the street curb um you know uh with the view of the city and and it's raining clouds and all that that just singing i've been here all night because it was more towards the night i'm all right love it right and and I just I've kind of that 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 song is my favorite song if anybody were to ask me because it means the most to me. Um What's the song called? That, that that's that's um called um it's, it's my favorite song and it escapes me right now. Um it's the last song. How can I forget this right now, guys? <laughs> I'll figure it out. Come <laughs> back to me. But anyway, um oh, sorry. It's lie to me. It's called lie to me. Lie to me. Um, it's called "Lie to Me." So that that song means the most to me because it's the it's the it's the whole reason why I've gotten into depression because of my parents' issues um, back and forth, my issues with my father, my relationship with them. So uh, it, it means the most to me. So as I was saying, I was against the mountains and and singing and and it's raining and I let the lyrics come to me by my surroundings and my feelings and and everything. And mm-hmm. when I was in the studio recording this song, um, I had a tough time recording it. I could not get it right. I was feeling, you know, like a loser and things like that. Like I wasn't getting it right and. And I did. I I record. I did the vocals for that song. I want to say like fifty times or plus. Just retry, retry, retry. You know, didn't like it. Didn't like it. Didn't like it. My engineer was there. We 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 recorded that song from. I want to say I got into the studio from three p.m. to like, and I got out of the studio at like two a.m. What's so what's your t- engineer mean? My engineer is the person that records me. That 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 um. You know, makes me sound the way I sound. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and his name is uh, USJR Productions. He's he's an he. I owe my credit to him. He he's helped me a lot. But like I said, from two a.m. I mean, from two p.m. 
or 3 p.m. to 2 a.m. just retrying and retrying and not getting it. And I, after I felt like I got it, or, or like we felt like we kind of got it, I had a third person come in and, and review it and kind of like listen to it. And, and he's like, hey, that sounds like shit. And that really brought me down. And uh, But it also ignited a fire into me. So you guys listening, um, your low points may be the points that may, you know, bring the great greatness out of you. So um, when you listen to that song, uh, it's been just know that it's, it, it was a struggle to, to, to record, but also something great came out of that dark place. That's pretty much all I can say. Incredible. No, that's yeah. that's no, that's um, that's incredible. Sorry for kind of putting you back into that, that mind frame there, but um, no, it's, <laughs> it's good for the audience to to hear this. If any, if this helps at least one person, you know, that's um, that's what we're here yep. for. Exactly. So that one person listening, just just know that to never give up, even if things don't look like they're gonna work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and and also like i mean if anything nobody wants to go through anything bad obviously of course, um man. but what i found works is just try and obviously you have to go through the dwelling period right it's like when there's a death in a family you mm-hmm. have to you have to mourn right it's part of the healing of process and then you find a way to turn that into something positive. So if, if like, let's just say, um, I'm going to use my dad an example because I, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily feel bad about him because I, I was raised by a single mom. He was never in the picture, so I don't feel guilty about that. If I said this about my mom, well, I, she might listen to this and, and, you know, knock me over the head or something. <laughs> Not that she's abusive, but that's what moms do. So, like, <laughs> if, if my dad died... Right, I would mourn, like pretend like we had some sort of relationship. I would, I would mourn, and then I would mm-hmm. try and do something for him. So I'd say, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish school because that's what he wanted me to do. So I'm gonna take that and leverage it into something mm-hmm. positive. And I'm glad that you were able to take your experiences and turn it into something not only positive, but I, I don't want to say educational but something like inspiring something that can help other people get through stuff like i'm not even kidding viewers or viewers what the hell audience like the song invisible it actually means something to me he took words that are in my head that i've thought about before we ever knew each other and he wrote a song about it and i was able to relate to that like that's that's what this man that's what nuncio does that's the power of music there it's incredible. It's the power of leveraging what you've gone through and turning it into something positive and turning it into something to help inspire others. Like you, you're an incredible person. You don't just write shit. You write good, you. meaningful lyrics that can actually help others. Like it's, it's helped me when I was, I go through depression still, you know, anxiety and PTSD. Like it's an ongoing thing. And I listen yeah. to your music and it helps me. That, I'm that honestly, that's all I really want is you know that that there you know people to listen to it and, and feel something and if it can help somebody else out you know if my if my story can help somebody else out then I've I've felt 
the, the, the fulfillment right there. You know, that's all I really need. Amazing. Yeah. You have such a, a warm heart and I love it. Thank you. <laughs> um, so let's talk about when you're, you're depressed. Okay. Put, I don't mean right now, but I mean, let's say you're depressed and yeah. you can't go to nature, right? So you're just at home. Um, what do you do to feel better? Go through it. I would say go through it. Whether I have to, you know, uh, scream, cry, um, yell, or whatever I got to do, punch something, or, or, you know, sometimes you, like, to be honest, sometimes there's not really going to be something that's going to, you know, just change your mood. Sometimes mm -hmm. I just to have to go through it and sometimes I have to have a long cry if I can't write the music right there or, or if, the, if I'm just too frustrated to even write lyrics because sometimes I don't feel like making music and, it, and as odd as that sounds you know some, sometimes you just don't feel like doing something and you it's just the emotions are too, yeah. Yeah, too much the emotions are too much to, to do something and sometimes you just have to go through it because if you don't you keep that inside, and, and um, over over long periods of time, that's that's even worse than you know facing it. Yeah. Um, here's here's how I try and deal with things like that when just you know exactly like you. You use music. I use social media. Sometimes I don't even want to look at my phone. And for those yeah. listening who are like, well. Well, that's fine. Like for me, not really, because whatever everything I do needs the internet, right? And yeah. I post a lot on social media. So for me to be in a mood where I don't want to do basically my career, like you, your passion, and you know your career is music. Um, it's yeah. like shit. What do I do? And here's here's my mentality. I don't know. Tell me if this sounds crazy, but you know when your um when your nose is blocked right you have a cold yeah and then you, when your nose is blocked you're thinking oh man i don't even remember what it's like not having my nose blocked and you can't sleep at night and you're uncomfortable <laughs> this and that and you're like oh man i would do anything i would do anything to just get my nose back to normal audience please please stick with this this is actually going to turn into something like you actually Good. don't appreciate your nose until you until you're plugged right. up. <laughs> right. And then and then your nose gets better and you're like, oh my God, wow. That was oh, I, I'm gonna take care of my nose and I'm make, I'm never gonna get sick again. I'm never I'm always gonna blow my nose. It's never gonna get stuff. Like you know yep. you know that feeling? Yeah, so, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that's the weird analogy. But when I'm when I go through depression, if if I I mean, I preach a lot about doing things that you love and, and kind of distracting yourself so that because time, you know, they say time heals everything. Well, that saying exists for a reason because time does heal almost everything. Right. Yeah. So when I'm when I'm when I when my back is up against the wall and I don't have access to, you know, like I just don't feel like doing anything to the things that I love. I put yeah. myself in kind of a mentality like I did when i my nose was stuffed okay so i i try and think of i embrace the feelings like okay i i know what it's like feeling better i know that this is yeah. eventually going to go away and we're human right so all these bad feelings like when you get a, a paper cut when you stub your toe 
when you fall off of a a playground set that's you know you just didn't land right and your ankles get a little tingly or something like those are yeah. all emotions and 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 like feelings that your body reacts and you learn from them you might not think that you do but um instinctively you learn from it so when i'm my back's up against the wall and i'm like home alone or whatever it is i'm just super depressed i try to embrace it it i i'd like give give it to me give depression give me all you got like just hit me all at once because i want to embrace this human emotion and feeling because it's a learning curve and it i know it sucks like when whenever something bad happens in your life and it, like if you go through a breakup like it sucks right like you get that feeling in your stomach and you want to throw up and you're like oh i wish i could never feel that again but the truth yeah. is at least my opinion is that those feelings are what make us grow as individuals and they're so important so when there's nothing you can do and you can't distract yourself or whatever it is embrace it it will get better with time I mean, you have to put in a little bit of effort, but embrace it. Like, you know, flex your muscles, curl yourself up in a ball, cry, whatever it is, but just embrace that feeling. Like, obviously, it's easy to say, um, yeah, don't that- don't wish it away or whatever. I wouldn't say that, but just embrace, embrace the feeling. You are human. Humans, you know, emotions are part of living, and that's what makes life so great is the fluctuation of um of emotions it's like when you when you eat food right some food is so amazing and some food is really crap but you have to experience the crap food to really appreciate the good food of course and and you know and bring in and once you get through that that phase of depression if you and you gone through it you know i'm not gonna say that i sat there and was depressed and wrote my lyrics on the spot uh, most of my songs are are after I went through it. So so, to kind of like go off what you said, um, you went through it, and then now you have this piece of art and this piece of work and lyrics because of that moment um, to to shed a light on it, whether it be a sad song or, or a happy song. Um, because you went through it, now you have this. Mm-hmm. You know, now I have my now I have my EP because I went through it and because I embraced whatever happened at the moment and I really didn't have time to write lyrics or or even just have the feeling inspiration to just say hey let me pick up the pen and pad and and or or and start writing these lyrics. Um, after I went through it, uh, you know, I sat on it and and coped the emotions and actually even sometimes if I'm if I'm so going so much going through it and i and i feel like picking up a pen pad sometimes i just don't have the inspiration to because i'm either writing lyrics and they're all just out of frustration and they're not really making sense so when after i went through it and my mind is more clear i'm able to make sense of what just happened to me and 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 write about it and that's how invisible came about I went through something. Uh, it was a day before, and um, and I was still feeling. I still felt the, the you know the lingering sadness, but I was more clear in mind to to write the a day song after. About. The day after. Yeah. 
So I was more in clear. I was more clear. And my point is, uh, um, go through it, embrace it, and then after, if you if, if you're a songwriter like me, listening, whoever's listening, um, write it after. Wait, wait, wait until you have. Um, because sometimes you can just write and write and write, and then you have all these lyrics, and you kind of sit back after it, and at least personally. It's like, well, this doesn't make sense, or well, um, maybe I was exaggerating. <laughs> you know, to be to be hundred percent honest, have a clear mind, and that's what this podcast is about: having clearing your clearing your mind. Hey, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, so I've got I've got a final question for you, and then while you yeah. gather your thoughts for the answer, I'm actually going to go back to something we talked about earlier. Um, so my question for you is, where do you, well, the two, three part question, I don't know, many part question. Um, where do you see yourself taking your music? And uh, I guess maybe I lost the second part of that. Um, ongoing, how do you see yourself um, coping with, you know, depression and anxiety? Like any any tips that anything that you're tr that you're maybe testing out that's new um that you haven't already mentioned that you will try down the road or anything you can think of right now to maybe help the audience um i don't know if that question made sense no no for sure i understand you um okay. hold on a second let me let me date back my brain is really weird i listen but sometimes <laughs> i i just i'm so distracted like not distracted but i just i go back and and talk about things earlier you had mentioned that you your girlfriend is a big uh part of your support now yeah. the reason why that touched me is today i did a, a few posts and i think in in the vlog at pbj valancourt on youtube shameless plug and on instagram at pbj valancourt shameless plug again um i talked about how and i think i made a video as well talked about how your um so in business they say yeah. your network is your net worth. And I actually finished a rant podcast uh, just before yeah. this where I also talked about this. And I'm going to say it again in case those who are listening to this don't listen to that rant. It's the way I look at mental health. It's not necessarily your network is your net worth, but it's your support group and or system is you. Yeah. Yeah. Is you. And – I actually came up with that today um, because I'm going to go on a little bit of a story. I'll try and keep it under two minutes. Uh, for those who don't know, I used to live in Toronto. I now live on Vancouver Island. In Toronto, I was part of a group called Guitars for Veterans. Now, what that is is a group where a bunch of veterans get together and play guitar. I mean, it's in the title. Um, when I moved from Toronto, I left all of that behind. All those people, that entire support um, you know, network, uh, for me, I called it, I openly called it a support group, um, which yeah. it isn't really the the best icebreaker when you meet new people saying, hey, yeah, I'm just going to see my support group. People are like, oh, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> but whatever, live your life the way you want to. Yeah. Um, as as anybody, so on my on my rant podcast before coming on here, uh, I, I, talk, I was talking with my friend Andy, and um, Andy is an old friend. So uh, this all will make sense shortly. Uh, 
When you move away from somebody or a town or family, friends, whatever it is, you know how yeah. or schools, right? Um, you know how you say, "Oh yeah, we'll stay in touch. Don't worry, we'll talk." And then you you talk uh, a little bit because maybe that you know you feel some guilt right when that initial move happens. Uh, yeah. But over time, you tend to lose communication. Yeah. Well, I was very afraid of this when I left my support group behind was, you know, we were t- before I left, we were all talking about how they were going to Skype me in and it's like, oh yeah, sure. We're, we're going to figure out a Skype call, whatever, three hour time difference. No big deal. Today was actually, I, I did a Skype call earlier, um, an hour and a half and I was playing guitar over Skype with my support group. And that, that literally, I got off and I, I think I was, you know, somebody was peeling onions around me because my eyes started getting a little watery. <laughs> it meant so much yeah. to me because that support yeah. group, I went to that, that guitar for vets um, every Wednesday. Wednesday's my mental health day in case you didn't know. Uh, I'm trying to bring that back. Wednesday's mental health day. Fun fact, it's actually Wednesday today. Um, oh, yeah. And... <sighs> It just, it, that was a big part of me, right? Going to that every single week for almost nine months, whatever it is, except for when I traveled, it becomes part of you, right? Those people, even though you see them once a week, they become part of you. You, I don't like to say that to rely on people is good, but you, in one aspect of your life, you kind of rely on your support group, right? Or your support network, yeah. whatever it is. So it's so important to have that. And, and I revisited that today. I know I'm past the two minutes. I said I would talk about this, but I'm almost done. I revisited yeah, that today and it, it was just so heartwarming. Like I said, some person near me must have been peeling onions. And I I can't preach this enough. Your support group and or network is you. So I'm so glad that you have your girlfriend there for you. And just you so know, you know, I we've been I'm, talking for a while. And just so you know, yep. man, I'm here for you. And <laughs> that's also a video I made on Instagram and, and Facebook at PBJ Valencourt. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I get from that? I get from that um, to people listening that are going through something. You can't do it all by yourself. You can't. Mm. Uh, sometimes, sometimes you need help. And, and a lot of a lot of people who are listening think um, getting help is weakness, um, but actually that that shows a lot of courage and strength. For the longest time, I didn't want people to um, know I had issues. Or um, know that you know I felt like a burden to whoever was uh, listening yeah. to me, whine or cry or whatever it was. But um, at at the end of it, I felt the most astonished feeling because I got help, or you know, being in, in a support support group, or 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 you know, not necessarily relying on people, but getting that help shows that you're able to. Um, be be strong enough to be in front of somebody or a group um, and and show that weakness of you not to say that you you have weakness but to expose it yeah to and, yeah, kind of yeah. make yourself get out of your comfort zone make yourself feel a little vulnerable but the um, the benefits of that are tremendous I know when I first took that step I was I was kind of in hiding for about a year maybe a year and a half um, until I finally got help. And my friend has, who was in a lot of my Snapchats uh, yeah. and who was in one of my vlogs at PBJ Valencourt. Okay. I'm going to stop plugging hashtag never. 
Um, he's the one who actually forced me to get help. And, and I can't stress this enough. If you're going through something and you don't know what to do, just communicate it properly to your support network. You might not have a group, but your support network, anybody who loves you um, and appreciates you. Um, and if, if that's still uh, too difficult, there are other people out there who, um, who are there for you. And it's just once you ask for help, there's people are there. And anything you do in life, there's always going to be an asshole anywhere, anything you do. And I know the feeling of, well, for me, when I ask for help, I got it. So I don't know what it's like necessarily to ask for help and, and stumble upon, you know, something bad, like an asshole. So a, a lot of people that reached out to me because of the video I made of I'm here for you. Um, they, they talk about that problem, how, you know, they, they've communicated for help and uh, the people, they just get kind of rejected and it, it, it only takes that one, right? So you might go through one or two rejections until you get what you are looking for. You might go through 99 and it's that hundredth one that saves you. You don't know, right? Every situation is different. And I think a lot of people compare their story to others and they get immediately discouraged because, oh, well, this person, you know, asked on their first try. Oh, Patrick Valancourt asked on his first try when he reached out for help and he got it. Every situation is different, right? Now, if you yeah. have to go through so many rejections and then you finally get help, you probably will come out a lot stronger than me because you have that experience of being rejected, right? It's just, it's incredible um, reaching out for help. And I'm happy that, that you did. And anybody listening, um, if you have also taken the steps to reach out for help, um, my hat is off to you, except I'm not wearing a hat. So I guess technically it is off to you. And if you're thinking about reaching out for help, uh, do it. Um, like Nike says, just do it. You could always, uh, for those listening, you could always, um, you know, DM or contact Patrick or even myself if you have, if you don't have that <laughs> someone, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I recently did a video on Facebook apologizing because I, I did that. And um, I had a lot of people message me for help because I did the video of I'm here for you, which at first yeah. I was I was like, yo, <laughs> let's do it. I was only getting like 12 messages a day on all platforms. I was like, I can handle this. And then video on Instagram gets over 200,000 views and you're like, holy crap. And then your video on Facebook gets 313,000 views and you're like, holy crap, times 313,000. I, I don't have that issue. My, my followers are not nowhere near yours. It, it was just it, <laughs> like... That that also helped me grow, um, but it's just uh, care, careful of making putting that burden not burden that I feel like that's a bad word, but kind of being your you you know opening up your shoulder to lean on type thing. I've been there. I recently made a video on Facebook apologizing to everybody. I I literally have over two hundred, if not more, messages in the queue uh, on Facebook, and I just can't get back to it. Like. It's not about time. It's about my own mental health. And it's it's so hard to help that volume of people. You can't be, yeah, you can't, you can't help everybody. But the few that you do help, you know. That, so that's why I started this podcast. And I'm, I'm going to be making a video soon on Instagram, basically doing the same thing. Because I, I, I can't. Like, if you're listening to this and you're wondering, oh, Patrick Valancourt hasn't gotten back to me. I'm going to listen to his podcast. Like, I'm, I am so sorry if I haven't gotten back to you. It's, yeah. it's not about time. 
it's it's literally about my mental health. It, well, I mean, it, it might also be about time. I don't want to be that guy saying that, but like when you have three, four hundred messages like waiting, Jesus, yeah. this is a great way to reach the masses. You know, it's a great way to reach the masses. That's why I started this. That's why I yeah. I originally wanted to help others just through my content, and then you, you know you kind of plateau, you experiment with your own personal brand, whatever it is, um, and then I was like, you know what? Why don't I just open myself up? And then I did. And I, I meant it 100%. Like, man, I was spending four or five hours a day getting back to people. I don't think people realize I was investing so much time into oh. conversations with strangers and not expecting anything. And I'm not saying this to sound cocky or expect anything in return. It's just that's what I wanted to do. I, I, and I still want to do that. But I have to think about the practicality of that. I'm one individual. I don't have a crew. I don't have a team. Right. It's just me doing all of my stuff and my work, uh, like what I do here, um, is, is also a career yeah. that I'm trying to build. So I, like, I'm, I'm not very limited with time, but I, it's just, man, it's so tough. So I'm hoping I started these podcasts to try and reach audiences to also help them and inviting people. So this is a second podcast. I know I'm going off on another tangent. Welcome to my life. Um, I know this is a second podcast. And if, yeah. if this is your first one, you've made it this far, don't be intimidated um, by the fact that I have an artist on here. Like anybody can can get on here. This isn't for celebrities or people with a big following or that have like a, a unique um, niche or a specific niche. Um, th like this is if, if you have a story to tell, you don't even have to talk about your story. We can just talk about mental health and try and help others. That's what this podcast is for. Clear your mind. What's on your mind? Let's talk about, you know, maybe some of the ways that you felt going through mental health and like, let's just try and reach as many people as we can. Uh, don't forget to hit that like button <laughs> and, uh, and help others. I already said you mind if I, if I, if I, Tell the audience what um, what anxieties what what's causing anxiety to me now. Absolutely, let's try and wrap this up in the next yeah, ten minutes. Sure. I know I've hogged the mic a lot here, but let's let's do it, man. Let's talk about it. Well, um, recent, you know, my day job is um, being a graphic designer and printer, web designer, photographer, all this other stuff. Um, I currently, I uh, co, I guess I co-own a business here in where I live, and uh, recently I just, well, essentially what is going on is to make it short, is um, I would be uh, inheriting a business that isn't mine from a 65-year-old man that wants to retire, um, but essentially this is not what I want to do, so I. Um, I'm going off into business on my own. Okay. So uh, it's a whole soul move based on happiness. So the, the, the yeah. whole, essentially what I'm trying to do is help the artist community by offering my services and my expertise to other fellow musicians and artists, whether that be through printing um, or um, graphic design or photography, or essentially, I want to create a brand, and the in the in the business is called Nuncio X, X being the X factor in because um, I do a variety of things, and um, I'm, I'm not just to, to toot my own horn or anything. Uh, I feel I'm 
I, I have a lot of talent in that as well. It's, it's one of my many um, avenues of um, creativity that I um, like to, you know, to practice every single day. And I happen mm -hmm. to make a living off of it right now. So I want to go into business by myself. So the anxiety of it is, is um, well, going into business. That, that itself causes anxiety. But I've yeah. been... Yeah, I've been talking with my girlfriend. I've been um, listening to a lot of my own my own music as inspiration because a lot of my own music talks about chasing dreams and and um, doing what makes you happy. So um, I've been that's how I coped with it is by listening to other people's success stories on how they made it and how they've came from dark times. Um, I get essentially if I don't have anybody to talk to, I guess I'll listen to. A person like Gary Vee or a person mm -hmm. like uh, Tony Robbins and and people that are kind of inspirational and that have or that have had similar backgrounds that came from you know from nothing. To you know what, you know what Gary Vee says, and I love I love that he says this, and I feel like you're doing that through your music. A lot of people only start talking about themselves and open up you know on social media or to the world once they've reached a certain level of success. But you're documenting your life. Not not say that you're not successful, but you're docu mm -hmm. documenting your life through your music, um, as, as you it's as it's yeah. happening. Yeah, and that's that that's incredible. Um, like I, I, not to steal your line, but not to toot my own horn as well. I feel like I'm doing the same thing through you know my vlogs and uh, and, and Instagram and, and podcasts too. Essentially, so it's super important to document your whole journey if, if that's one thing you want to do. I mean, Gary B preaches that. Okay, Mike, back to you. Sorry, I keep interrupting. <laughs> so good, and I, and I think that's what a lot of artists fail um, because they put up this facade of um, a lot of the mainstream artists that have become famous for songs that are don't mean anything, and then when they reach that that fame, and then they all, I want to open up now and expose the true me. And then the people are not, you know, you kind of fool the people. So I didn't want, yeah. coming back into music, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to write music that didn't mean anything. Or I just wrote music to make someone, you know, or make the masses happy and, and party and all that stuff, you know, because I have, I have done that. And it just doesn't make me happy. And I felt like if I'm going to go back into music and do this, I'm just going to be 100% me and nobody else can tell me otherwise. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, one last thing here. Let's, um, let's quickly talk about where you are taking your music. Right now I'm working with uh, – with, I'm learning how to work with other musicians and artists and collaborate. I have a, a single coming out soon um, that also talks about similar situations in my life. Um, and it's, I mean, it's pretty awesome right now. It sounds pretty awesome. It's actually cross genres. Cross genres as an, I'm an alternative artist that kind of like is more leaning towards rock and I'm collaborating with a rapper. So when that comes out, I'll be sure to, you know, let you guys know. If you guys are following me, if you guys want to follow me, it's at Nuncio Sound. That's <laughs> Shameless plug. plug. I'm going to plug you at the end and the description. <laughs> Simmer down. <laughs> but, you, um, but that's what I'm doing now. What Moving forward, it's going to be the same thing. Awesome. It's going to be talking about my life. 
if something new, new happens, I'll write about it and hopefully turn a negative into a positive by awesome, creating awesome. art. That's no, that's great. The, the, the cross, um, collaboration and stuff. Let me know if you ever, uh, do something country. I love country. I listen to Johnny Cash, um, I love, a lot. I love Johnny Cash. Yeah. You know what? Let's do this. If and when, no, so not if, when, I don't know if that's something you would ever do, but, uh, so let's say if and when you ever do country, let's get you back on here and we can, uh, you know, talk about how you are now versus how you are then. I don't know when that's going to be, um, but let's try and set that a goal. I'd love to get you back on here um, uh-huh. a little down the road. I mean, I'm not going to set say when exactly. Um, could be long term, like, could be short term. What's that? Like, kind of like a where he's at now or something like kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's cool. I'm with it. Awesome. <laughs> um. Okay, well, that seems to be um, the end of uh, this episode here. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode two of Clear Your Mind and Giving Me Your Time of Day. If you want to consume more content and mental health content, you can follow today's guest, Nuncio, on Instagram at N-U-N-C-I-O Sound, is it? That's correct. And you yeah. NCIO Sound, and you can follow myself on all mainstream platforms at PBJ Valencourt. Until next time. Thank you so much, podcasters, for giving me your time of day. Don't forget to keep your head up, laugh when you can, and stay positive. <laughs>